This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Speak Legal, conversations with Community Law Otago, made with the support of Law Faculty, University of Otago. Joining us this morning from Community Law Otago, Tessa Timms. Tessa is going to take us through... Uh, the structure of government as it relates to uh, law and lawmaking. And uh, joining us now, uh, Tessa, great to have you with us, Tessa. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Um, now, you know, a lot of us rail against the government thinking that it's one sort of amorphous blob. But of course, um, it, it, true government isn't. There are several branches to it. And that's what you're going to take us through today. Yes, you're right. Exactly. Um yeah, I'm wanting to explain a bit about the structure and formation and formation of our government, um, and I want to be able to give listeners a bit of an insight into what government actually means in the public law context. Um, so, as listeners, we all watch the news and um, see the term "government," this government that thrown out quite a lot. But um, what they're actually referring to is uh, the three branches that forms the New Zealand government and these three branches are the legislature, the executive and the judiciary and these branches are actually independent of one another um, and their independence is called the separations of power and we have this structure because it has advantages and it just maintains checks and balances on our government. All right, Tessa, tell us uh, about the roles of each of those branches. So the legislature functions, functions sorry, as our um, law-making body, so it's responsible for making the law. Um, the executive consists of ministers and government departments and are responsible for the administration of the law and carrying it out, so making sure it's put into practice and achieved. Um, The judiciary is responsible for interpreting the law when disagreements of the law's application arise. Um, So just to rewind slightly um, to explain why we have these three branches of government in the first place, So um, New Zealand adopted the Westminster government system from the United Kingdom and this was implemented by early European settlers. So this was done by the Treaty of Waitangi document where the Europeans uh, intended for the Māori to uh, sign up to this document and therefore formally adopt the Westminster system of government. And whether the Māori were intending to do that is still very contentious, um, but that's for another day. Um, the UK, sorry, New Zealand system of government has. Uh, yeah, the three branches, and we adopted those from the UK. Okay. So, Tessa, how do these three branches of government operate in practice? Okay, so um, I just want to try and use an example to help this make slightly more sense. Um, And I'm going to use a great example of the COVID-19 lockdowns. And um, although we've heard a lot about COVID-19 recently, um, and are probably slightly fatigued by it. It's just 
basically the best scenario when looking for an example to explain uh, public law, basically, and the role of government in New Zealand. So for us, lockdown wasn't a choice. Um, it was a mandate. And it's fair to say that that mandate brought disruption in the wake of our freedoms being limited. Um, so, cast your minds back to when we were forced to stay at home by the government. Um, here we can see all three branches of government acting. So first we have the legislature's role, um, and this was in the creation of the House Act order. And it's an example of law that was enacted by Parliament. The House Act order um, was created by the legislature. So then we have Ashley Bloomfield come along and he tells us, the public, that we have to stay home. Um, this is an example of a member of the executive, so Dr Ashley Bloomfield, administering the law and practically actioning it. Um, eventually issues arise and not everyone is willing to comply with the lockdown orders, as we saw. Some people uh, protested the stay-at-home order and in... 2020, Dr. Andrew Borrowdale filed a case in our court. And in this case, the issue was whether Dr. Ashley Bloomfield had overstepped the scope of his power in, from arising from the Health Act order. So the judiciary then carry out their role by interpreting and saying how the law should be correctly applied. Um, the point being made here is that the court ruled the requirement for New Zealanders to stay at home for the first nine days was unlawful but justified. So here we have a prime example of the judiciary carrying out their function separately and independently of the other two powers, the legislature and the executive. Um, the judiciary, um, in a way, through their decision, tell the legislature legislature um, the scope of the, of the law. So the legislature have to reply and go, well, okay, we need to extend the scope of the Health Act order so that Dr. Ashley Bloomfield's um, future potential stay-at-home orders that he issues become lawful. And that is what happened. So Parliament altered the Health Act order and every order since then has been lawful. Yeah, you can see why that's picked on as a good example, a recent example, very fresh in mind, and you can see quite clearly the three branches uh, moving separately within all of that. Uh, there are other forms of government, of course, Tessa. I mean, what are the advantages to having this three-branch um, uh, model uh, act acting independently of each other? Yeah, so um, it's very advantageous in the sense that it enables accountability by ensuring that public power is not overstepped and those individuals that we trust in using public power uh, do not sort of abuse it. Um, in addition to this, the three branches of government are important to understand in the context of uh, politics and where we as the public sit within all this. So sort of asking, uh, what powers do we have um, as the public and as individuals? So the three branches of government structure is um, 
particularly advantageous and beneficial for democracy in New Zealand, ensuring that we exercise our rights to vote in our national elections and our local body elections. So for democracy to work in the public, sorry, for democracy to work, uh, the public voice has to be heard. So we have to be able to convey um, our voice, if you will. Um, and that is why we have elections uh, for our national government uh, to elect our Prime Minister. So our collective response determines who forms the legislative branches of government. Branch of government, sorry. The intention here is that the person you vote for is the best reflection of your personal views um, and will hopefully, if elected, um, will make your view a reality in Parliament. Um, just as important is voting in your local body elections, which are coming up, and you'll see the billboards out for them. Um, and this is being able to exercise your democratic vote so you can decide who sits on your regional council. The point I'm trying to make here is that we as citizens power our democracy by determining who makes up the legislative branch of government. And if it's the legislative branch of government that practically appoints cabinet ministers who form the core of the executive branch, and it's the Attorney General who can partly advise on the appointment of our judges who form the judiciary, then our democratic vote is actually of significant consequence and our um, power to vote cannot be understated. So, in effect, we have the power to affect or, sorry, we have the power to have say in um, all three branches of government. Um, so I just want to summarise quickly from what I've talked about today and highlight that our New Zealand government is structured through three branches. When reference is made to government colloquially, people often mean the legislature or lawmaking branch, but we do also have the executive and judiciary who make up our New Zealand government. The public has a key role in determining the figures that determining who for who sits in the legislative branch. Our right to vote is integral um, to maintain democracy as we know it. So I encourage all of you listening today to get involved and vote in your local body election. Absolutely. Great timing to have this conversation. Um, Tessa, thanks so much for bringing that to us today. I'm sure that's made it a lot clearer uh, how those three branches work um, together and independently of each other um, and how we can influence um, the makeup of all three of those branches in some way. So get out and vote. Um, and in the meantime, before then, get out and learn about the candidates uh, so that you can make your informed decision. Thanks so much, Tessa, for joining us today. Look forward to catching up with you again further down the track. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Bye. Community Law Otago. Free legal advice and support for the people of Otago. Visit our weekday advice clinics at 169 Princess Street, Dunedin 
Clinic session times are available from the website communitylawotago.com. Ring 474-1922 or 0800-169-333 if calling from outside Dunedin. Speak Legal is made with support from the Law Faculty, University of Otago, training for life. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.